Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, welcome into a new episode of Out of Line. Uh, I'm bringing my dad back on today um, as a guest. Um, it's not going to be a very long one. Um, we're going to obviously um, get into some Super Bowl stuff, do some Super Bowl predictions. Uh, feels kind of depressing. The season's basically over, that these are the only two teams still alive that we can talk about. Um, uh, but yeah, obviously a whole bunch of betting stuff for the Super Bowl. Um I don't really have a dog in this fight. I don't really care that much about either team, but the betting part is a little different. Um, of course, we're also going to get into some NBA stuff. The first time we're going to be talking any NBA on this show. Um, we haven't, uh, yeah, the only sport left that we, that uh, the only major sport left is baseball uh, that we haven't done. So we're getting into some NBA stuff with the trades and everything that I'm, we're going to talk about. Um, and uh, obviously some Aaron Rodgers stuff with the Jets because I'm a Jet fan and I'm sort of obsessed with Aaron Rodgers right now, like most Jet fans are. So we're going to talk about that. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers' darkness retreat, which is, seems a little odd to most people, but I don't know. Maybe he knows something the rest of us don't. That that well, that was my line of thinking. Like, just because it's viewed as weird doesn't mean it's a bad idea, Um so we'll get into all that. Um, maybe I need to go on a darkness retreat. So, um, <laughs> all right. Uh, let's get into the show. Where are we at in society today? Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. Here we are. Uh, we're going to get into it. Uh, my dad will be on in like a minute or so. Um, so obviously, we need to get into some of the Super Bowl stuff. We're going to get into some Super Bowl picks. Um, both of these teams, 14 and 3, um, I guess you can say, I mean, they, they weren't my, n neither of them I would have predicted. I mean, if you were to, if you were to tell me that the Eagles, I wouldn't have believed you before the season if you were if you would even have told me the Eagles were going to win the NFC East, let alone make the Super Bowl. I didn't think it was going to happen. And even throughout the season when they kept winning, uh, I didn't think it would happen. Uh, needless to say, my mind has kind of changed about the Eagles. I believe in them a lot more than I did before. Um, I didn't believe in them until basically the NFC Championship game. Um. 
I, yeah, I basically didn't believe in them for a little for basically most of the season. Uh, even though I obviously should have. Even though I obviously should have. Um, so basically, they proved me wrong, and um, they really did prove me wrong. And right now, they look like a bas almost like a basketball version of a super team in a sense. I mean, no super, not in the sense that they have a whole bunch of superstar players, but they seem to have the most talent of any team in the league. Um, and that's obviously going to help them a lot. Um, all right, here he is. Okay. Hello, Dad. How are you? All right for the delay. All right. No, it's good. Sorry, I just had to finish that off. Okay. So where are we? Um, so obviously we have the whole Super Bowl stuff coming up. Um, like I said before, I didn't believe in the Eagles all year. Um, even if you were to tell me that the Eagles were going to win the NFC East, I didn't even believe they were going to do that. Um, but needless to say, I would say my mind has changed. Um, they look a little bit like an NFL version of a super team, uh, in a sense, because they have so much talent everywhere, more so than any other team. The only thing that would make me believe more in the Chiefs is that they have the two things that matter the most. They have a better quarterback and a better head coach. And for that matter, more experience in this position. But overall, the Eagles have looked better. And before people say that, like, the Eagles – and people always say that the Eagles, like, had an easy path to the playoffs, uh, easy path to the Super Bowl, which is true. Part of the fact is part – uh, part of it is that you have to remember they kind of earned it. I mean, they had a lot of luck, but they earned it. Uh, they went 14-3. and three. I want to hear something crazy, which I don't know how many people know this. But with Jalen Hurts as the quarterback for the Eagles, they only lost one game. Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, I I agree with you on your on your first points. Um, I think the Chiefs have the better head coach. They have the more experienced quarterback and most more experienced team overall. Um, I would imagine many. I don't know the exact amount, but I imagine a lot of Kansas City's players have played in the last. Uh, this would be a third Super Bowl. Um, including some of their best players, including Mahomes. Uh, so, you know, this was not my favorite matchup. I, I My favorite team going into the playoffs was the Bengals. I thought they were the best team, and I was going to ride the Bengals all the way to the Super Bowl and and and, uh, and bet on them in the Super Bowl. But now that the Chiefs are, are, have beaten them, um, I, 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 it's hard to, for me to pick a real winner here. Uh, the Eagles have... Again, you're, you're right. They had a really good record this year. You're right. They, it hurts on lost one game. Um, but I want to see – I I really want to see them against a good team in the playoffs, which they have not played yet. Um, so, uh, you know, no doubt Eagles are, are probably deserved to be the favorite in this game. However, in this in this instance, if, if I had to pick a team, and I'm not – uh, it's not a strong pick whatsoever because I really like the Bengals. I thought the Bengals were, would, would win the Super Bowl this year. Um, I'd have to go with the Chiefs for the experience, the coach, and up number one overall, Patrick Mahomes, um, because he's proven he's done it before. Look at some of the games he's won in the playoffs over the last few years, especially that game against Buffalo. Um, he just knows how to win. And, um, uh, 
the, the again the, the wild cards for the Chiefs are they have some injuries, especially a receiving core. Uh, Mahomes might not be a hundred percent with his ankle. Kelsey might not be a hundred percent. So there's a lot of question marks there. Um, but I'll still take the Chiefs in a pinch um, against Philadelphia in this game. Um, and I, I would probably just take the money line. I would not bet the points. You know, so small anyway. Half points. You have to pick the winner. So you might as well and get and get some odds back and take the Chiefs to win the game. Because if you're picking the Chiefs plus one and a half, you're not picking them to cover the spread. You look, you pick him to win the game. So basically, yeah, I I would um, I would bet the uh, the money line on the Chiefs. As far as the under over goes, again here I really don't have a good feel. This game, this game could be, I could see it being a low scoring game. I could see it being a shootout. I just don't. Know. Um, and Super Bowls have lately they've tended to be under more than anything else. I remember last year I had um, the Rams Bengals. It was under game. Um, what was the over under that year? That year, I think it was 45, 46, and it, it was very low. It was, in the, I think, in the 30s, the final score. Um, uh, and then, uh, so, I, again, if I had to pick someone, it would be the Chiefs money line. I don't have a feel. I, I, I don't like betting the under in this type of game because uh, I, I don't have a good feel on it. I really had a good feel with the Bengals and kind of took the air out of my balloon when the Bengals lost because I thought they were the better team. Uh, the Chiefs found a way to win. And that's what they do. And that's why um, sometimes they just find ways to win no matter what type of players they have on the field. Uh, and it's because of Mahomes. No doubt about it. Yeah. No, no. I fully agree with that about Mahomes. The thing is, Mahomes is not 100%, obviously. Because basically, when you look at a star player in sports and you don't know if they're 100% or not, it means they're definitely not 100%. Like, that's always kind of how it is. Um, and, and that's going to affect him a lot because he's mobile. I mean, but now I will say, I do think this game is going to be under, I do like the under this game. 51 is kind of high for us for a game like this. Um, I know the chiefs can score a lot. Um, but the thing is, like I said, Mahomes is not a hundred percent. The Eagles have an amazing defense and the Eagles run the ball a lot. Um, So, second of all, given the Eagles' lack of experience, I'm actually kind of convinced this game is going to be, like, really poorly played. Not, like, not not unentertaining. I think it will be entertaining, but I think it's going to be poorly played. I get the sense that there's going to be, like, in the first half of this game, there's going to be a lot of interceptions. There's going to be a lot of – there's going to be a little bit – a few turnovers. And I don't think it's going to be – certainly not in the first half – uh, I think they'll score a little more in the second half, but I get the sense that, like, look, as great as the Chiefs are with Mahomes and everything, they haven't looked good. Um, the Eagles have at least looked better in recent games. Now, you're right. They just played a team without a quarterback. It's not that impressive. Um, but they also went 91 yards against supposedly the best defense in the NFL, only a couple of uh, – only, like, the third drive in the second half. So it's not even like – they weren't impressive either way in a sense um were while the eagles they beat the jaguars barely the chiefs i mean chiefs beat the jaguars yeah yes uh that's what i meant to say the chiefs beat the jaguars uh barely uh it, which was an easier game than uh the than the giants the eagles playing the giants who they blew out so i'm not con- like right now i don't think the the chiefs are as good of a team uh they, they don't look like it 
Um, last game, but, they beat the Bengals. The Bengals played a terrible game. They were at home. Uh, there were a whole bunch of injuries the Bengals had, and the Chiefs had a bunch of injuries too, but they still had those injuries, so we have to apply those injuries. Um, it, it's not really like the the Chiefs showed out against the AFC and they were far and away the best team in the AFC. Yeah. I don't, it didn't work that way. The Eagles looked like certainly like they were convincingly the best team in the NFC this year. Convincingly that, that was the biggest difference I would say. Um, And like just recently, like the chiefs haven't really looked that great. Um, Now they both have, both of these teams have the ability to win in a clinch. Um, like that's just true about both these teams, and both of them have played some bad games against bad teams and figure out way, figured out ways to win. Uh, but recently, I think the Eagles have looked much better. Yeah, yeah. Well, look again. Look at the competition, and going back to your comment on Mahomes not being a hundred percent. You're right; he probably isn't a hundred percent. But two weeks ago, he was about 60%, I would say, on that game, and and he still won. And I would imagine in the last two weeks, he's healed where I would think he'd be closer to 80 or 90% if he's not 100%. So That's true. That's a good point. He had a lot of time to um, uh, to heal uh, on that ankle. So um, so I, it might not be as, as difficult as, as you think. Um and as far the Chiefs, I think are getting one of their running backs. Uh, uh, I forget his name. Was uh, uh, it a Who's the uh, L- former LSU running back? Oh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Hilaire, Hilaire. Yeah, I think they get him back uh, for this game, so that helps. And they have, and, and that gives them three really good running backs. And it might be more of a, a running attack from their point of view. Um, and maybe they'll throw early and then just try to run after that. So if they, especially if they have you know, two or three healthy backs. So that, that could help them um, as well. Yeah. Uh, three days ago, Andy Reid said, uh, we'll practice Clyde Edwards Hilaire and see where he's at. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he's back for this game. And, um, and then, you know, that also adds to your, uh, your, your under pick where you say, Hey, maybe that maybe. I think they're going to, I think they're going to run the ball a lot. Like I said, I, I, my gut is telling me now my gut's been wrong. I'm just telling you what my gut's been telling me. My gut's been, my gut is telling me, uh, a lot of There's, running. It's just going to be sloppy. That's okay. what my gut is telling me. Yeah, yeah. The thing that again bothers me about the Chiefs' defense is they have three rookie uh, defensive backs out there, and the Eagles have some really good receivers. Um, and the Eagles have a really good front seven. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it again, I would think that the Chiefs want to. It, it's funny the the old Chiefs who would throw the ball a lot. And try to score up a lot of points. This game, they might try and run the ball and control the clock, and keep the Eagles yeah. off the field. So yeah, it, it'll be an interesting, interesting to see how they play it, um, especially earlier in the game. Uh, and we'll see. And also, they're protecting Mahomes a little bit too by running the ball early and see how he plays. But yeah, so yeah, no, no, no. I, I agree. I, I think that makes sense. Uh, their offensive line is going to have a hard time. Have a handful blocking the Eagles D line that led the league with seventy five sacks. I mean, you're right. Even though Mahomes is probably a little better than he was two weeks ago, and I don't know how much better he is than he was two weeks ago, to be honest. None of us really do. But it's also worth noting it's going to be harder to block the Eagles' defensive line than the Bengals' defensive line. Like, it's probably going to be a lot harder. Um, And and by the way, from what you said before, you said – 
that uh, the the Chiefs are going to try to like run the clock uh, and like basically try to win time of possession uh, more so than trying to score a bunch of points. I don't know. I, if you ask me, I think the team that is in that position is a little bit is at a little bit of a disadvantage as opposed to the team well, that wants to like score yeah. a bunch. Well, don't forget too, running, controlling the clock and running the, it's not just running the ball too. They'll throw those five, little five yard passes to Kelsey, yeah. and that controls the clock too. You know, Mahomes. You know, they trust Mahomes throwing the ball anywhere anytime he wants. So, him throwing to Kelsey for five yards is the same as a running play, as far as I'm concerned. I'm talking sure. about yeah, um, when they when they had when they had some more explosive receivers on the team, they used to throw the ball. That they don't have those, um, you know, going into this game. So it'd be interesting to see how they how they play it. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, it will be. I mean, the Eagles, I think, if anything, would have the opposite strategy. Although I do think they're going to run the ball a lot, but they're going to try to like get down the field. And I think the Eagles can they can get down if they can easily get down the field against the Niners' defense. I think they can definitely get down the field against the Chiefs' defense, who is weaker. I mean, the Niners supposedly had yep. the best defense in the NFL. Yeah. Um, it, well, it, the Eagles have a, a few good running backs, and don't forget Hurts to run the ball. You know, I think. Yeah. That, uh, in the playoff games, because he was still coming off the injury, but if they don't have a spy on on Hertz, you know he can hurt them a lot also uh, in the running game. Uh, so um, I think the running game for both teams uh, could could be formidable, and and you'll see a lot of rushing yards. Although part of me, first of all, I will say, I mean, even though you know we're New York fans and people hate Philly and all that, and and all that is true because. I like Chiefs fans a lot more than I like Eagles fans because especially if you go to Atlantic City, like you get really sick of Eagles fans. Um, but I will also say, despite that, I don't deal with a lot of Eagles fans unless I go to Atlantic City. So I don't really have to like live with Eagles fans bragging about the win. Right. This is just from a personal standpoint. But I also really do root for Jalen Hurts a lot. Okay. I mean, I find to Jalen Hurts to be the hardest player to to root against. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, he like like just from what he is like the ultimate underdog story. Um, and I, I talk all the time about how I don't always like underdogs uh, when it comes to like college basketball teams, but when it comes to players, it's a little different. I mean, he was at Alabama. The most common hot take was, and this was not that long ago, six, seven years ago, was Jalen Hurts stinks. And he got pulled for Tua in the national championship game, stayed at Alabama when most players would have transferred, and saved them in the SEC championship game the next year after right. Tua got hurt, and then transferred to Oklahoma and was a Heisman finalist. Right. I mean, it's the ultimate example. And even then, nobody believed he would be good in the NFL. It is like the ultimate underdog story. And to see him win a Super Bowl, I would just feel really happy for him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like it, he is he, him as an, as an individual, I find to be hard to root against. Well, remember the situation he was drafted in, you know, the Eagles had Carson Wentz. And, you know, when they drafted, I think it was a second, it was an early part of the second round they drafted Hertz. Was that, was he a second I round? I think early? so. Yeah. So, He's thinking, okay, I'm a second-round pick. Now, I'm not even a first-round. Usually, first-round picks find a way to play. Second-round picks, maybe not so much. Think of, like, Geno Smith and guys like that. So, you could you could have seen Hurts become like a Geno Smith. But he, he, he did well with the Eagles, was put in a very good situation. And Carson Wentz wasn't as good as people thought. 
and Hertz filled that slot. And, um, you know, and it was, he, he was in a very good, uh, situation for his skill set. And, you know, as you know, college quarterbacks come out, half of it is talent. The other half is what kind of situation they're placed in, you know, and, and, you know, some quarterbacks are played that are very good. I get placed in a very difficult situation. They can't win. Hertz, um, was fortunate that he got placed in a very good situation. I think, I think some of it is also toughness. I, I think it's a third skill, a third system and a third, also just toughness, uh, I think that's a big part of it too, depending on where you end up playing. Yeah. And, you know, it has to do with things like the weather and all that. Like, I honestly think that when quarterbacks come from like Southern California and then they go to New York and they have to play in the, they play for the Jets or like, you know, you play in that division. Yeah. I mean, it is vastly harder to play in the cold and the wind. <laughs> like, well, it also depends where you come from too, you know, what you're used to. If you're a quarterback from the South, you don't have much experience, you play indoors or, whatever and then you go to the northeast and play in buffalo or new england and the cold and wind even the meadowlands or whatever the, especially the meadowlands that the wind there is, is difficult so right uh, yeah it's uh it, it's difficult but like mark sanchez and sam darnold this 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 is a good super bowl it's not you know the eagles are 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 good to, the fact that when you get a, a line that's less than three that's all you can ask for in, in these games right uh years ago some of these games were lopsided and it's not even fun to watch let's hope that this is a nice close game and it goes down you know to to near the, the end. rams patriots comes to mind well yeah unfortunately that was a bad one and uh it was just a you know bad game for the rams uh that uh what was that 2016 no 2019 2018 to 19 season okay, okay. so um. It wasn't a bad game for the Rams. The Rams just weren't good. That was the year that they won because the Saint because of the uh, on call no pass interference call on the Saints. Yeah, yeah. That, that they had that should have been in favor of the Saints. I mean, yeah. um, it they they clearly weren't good enough to I, actually be in the Super Bowl. I think uh, that was a pretty and it was bad enough. It was Brady again. I think. Um, the, okay, so I do want to talk a little bit about the Aaron Rodgers uh, retreat. You went to some darkness retreat. I don't know what a darkness retreat is. I've never heard of this. I just wanted to the uh, the last thing. I think the NFL wanted the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes is a superstar. Uh, I think they wanted him in. Uh, I thought the calls on that game against the Bengals definitely favored the Chiefs. I don't have anything to do with it, but I think the NFL wanted the Super Bowl Chiefs and Eagles. Yeah, I, I think that's probably true. Uh, it's probably better for their ratings. Um, Although I, I think that the Bengals Eagles, I think the line would be very similar. Okay, but I think the Chiefs bring a little more with Mahomes. Yeah, yeah, it's the brand. Uh, okay, so Aaron Rodgers, the he went on some type of darkness retreat. I don't know what a darkness retreat is, but if he w- if he comes back and goes to the Jets, I'm doing some darkness retreats myself uh, <laughs> because it must bring something good. Oh. Wow. Um, he. Uh, the Jets are obviously looking to get him. The only question is, will he be willing to go to the Jets? Um, and I think it's 100% worth it. I'm not saying that you have to get Aaron Rodgers for the Jets' future to be good. Um, not a necessity, but a good idea. Look, I, I have no problem if they want to bring Aaron Rodgers in. I don't know what the price tag would be, but – you must improve your offensive line. You cannot go in with the same offensive line you had last year. And although, you know, uh, Wilson was terrible, he would have been 
somewhat better with a better offensive line. He just, uh, you know, and then look at Mike White. Poor Mike White got in there. He was beat up every single game while he was there. They have to improve that line. I don't care who is quarterbacking the team. So I like, look, anytime you, you can add a player, Hall of Fame player like Aaron Rodgers to your team, sort of similar to what happened with Brett Favre when he came to the Jets. And then forget, the Jets had a very good season. They had with, with Brett Favre. So um, I think it's important for the for the Jets franchise, even if Aaron Rodgers is here for two years, it's important for them just to make the playoffs. You know, this team has not been in the playoffs, is it what, 15, 13 years? I now? was 14 the last time they made, no, 13 the last time they made the playoffs. Yeah. So it's been 12 you, years. You got to throw the fans a bone. You got to get them some wins. And the Jets have some nice young receivers that he can work with. Wilson would be great, you know, uh, with, with, uh, with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, think about how they would be improving. Um, so, uh, and they'll get their running running back back from last year and get get a decent running game. But it's all the offensive line. They've got to get improve their offensive line. They can't bring Rodgers in and have him under pressure every time he drops back to throw. Right, he, right. Uh, again, no problem bringing Aaron Rodgers in, but they have to improve that offensive. But line. to be fair, that's true no matter who you bring in. Yeah, oh, that, that's true, right. You can't, I mean, like, if we bring in – no matter who it is, we do have to add no, to the offensive but, line. But the point is, you're going to spend so much capital on off Iron Rodgers, it's not going to be worth it unless you prove your offensive line. You can't trade them. I don't know how many draft picks they're going to they're going to trade for Aaron Rodgers, but they're going to give up a lot of cap draft capital. You can't give up that draft capital and then have it go to waste because your offensive line stinks. Right, right. I agree. I mean, maybe maybe we can get one in free agency or something. I don't know exactly how that would work. Um, but what I will say is I do think it's worth it. Um, would allow Brees Hall to ease back into his role. Definitely. Um, then, I don't yeah, know. What... I think Aaron Rodgers is a weird guy that he yeah. cuts off that he cuts he cuts himself off from everyone. But what I will say is. He has never like pulled a Derrick Rose and like disappeared from the team or anything like that. Just on a personal level, he seems kind of odd in a, in a sense. Uh, but I'm okay with that if but, he can win games. Yeah, I, again, I'm not so sure about that he's coming to the Jets just because they hired the coach that he likes doesn't mean that. If you remember Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning uh, recommended highly someone for the Jets that who, who I forget who it was. I think it was an offensive coordinator. I forget who it was. And then speculation that was, he was coming as a coordinator to Peyton Manning was coming to the Jets. Peyton Manning never had any intention of coming to the Jets, you know, back then. Right. So let, let's see what happens first before we uh, think about Aaron Rodgers. Right. right. It, it certainly is possible that he has no intention of going to the Jets, yeah. um, that he wouldn't want to come to New York. I mean, part of me thinks he might want to go to like, Oh, uh, I mean, Part of like given the celebrity status that he has, it wouldn't surprise me if he wanted to come to a big city like New York. Uh, it's also it, the, the flip side is given his celebrity status, he might want to go play somewhere easier. Yeah, like New York's not an easy place to play. It's one of the hardest places to play. He might want to play somewhere else where it's easier. I don't know. But what I will say is, don't underestimate the importance of having a Hall of Fame quarterback, even if Aaron Rodgers was not at his best, it still gives us a great chance of winning. Um, don't forget, people said the same thing about Peyton Manning until he won the second Super Bowl. Yeah. That, like, like The criticism of Aaron Rodgers that he can't win big games, people said the same things about Peyton Manning until uh, he won that second Super Bowl. And when he won the second Super Bowl with the Broncos, he was awful. He was somewhere between awful and god-awful. Uh, yeah, by his own stand, but like by Super Bowl winning quarterback standards, he was one of the worst to ever do it. Um, so even if Rodgers is not at his best, it's like okay, that still gives us a really good chance. 
Yeah, well, look, it, look, the Jets were seven and four this year, and if they had any type of decent finish, they would have been in the playoffs. They just, they kind of uh, fell fell off the face those last couple of games, and they they were winnable games too. It, you know, they they lost that game to Minnesota. They probably could have won. Uh, they lost to the Lions, a game they could have won. So those were games that were right there for them, and they and they just didn't do it. So they're they're close, and if 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 Salah keep that defense playing at a high level. Um, he just has to improve the offense right now. Offense. Yeah, it, it's a they're a talented team, and don't just forget the fact that the receivers were openly turning on Zach Wilson. Yeah, well, look, they openly turned on him. Like he, it's not even like in the locker room. I mean, they publicly turned on him. Remember, receivers their whole career is based on a quarterback getting them the ball, and if they're open, they're doing their job, and the quarterback doesn't see them or or t- makes a terrible pass. They, 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 you know, their stats are affected by that, and this, and they're not going to make money. So their whole career is based on their quarterback. So I think we needed, we needed to wait. What the Jets needed though was for Zach Wilson to just be really bad. I think the biggest problem for the Jets this year was that we won, is that we won a lot of games, is that we won some games with Zach Wilson, and Jet fans were like a little too happy about it. I think it proved that we weren't like, I think that this year in a weird way proved that the jets weren't very good because we were very happy about barely about comeback wins against teams that weren't good. Yeah. Early in the season, early in the season, I mean, early in the season, it said, wow, they they beat the Browns, the Steelers, the Packers. And in the end, those wins, you look back and they weren't that impressive because the teams weren't that good. And don't forget, the Steelers at the time were worse. They were a worse Steelers team than any other, than pretty much anybody else had to play because Kenny uh, Trubisky started that game. And and they, when they played those teams, but all those teams were not playing well at the time. They were all playing poorly. So they caught them at good times. And it was good, at least for to get a taste that you were actually playing meaningful games in December. Um, and then I guess in the end, it was good that Zach Wilson played so bad that it was not even a, a deci- not even a, a you know a decision that he wouldn't be back next year. It was an easy decision to make. So um, now at least they know they have to move on and find somebody else. Yeah. Um, either way, it's probably going to be an upgrade. But I mean, like I said, I like Mike White, but he's always hurt. Yeah, Mike White is a backup. He, you can't. Mike White will be. He'd be a good backup too. You know, because he can come in for a game and look great, but. I think the the Wart show second, third, fourth game in when he holds the ball a little too long and then you know he gets sacked. You know he, he just he he's a good backup. He but he's right, not right. starting quarterback. Okay, so I do want to get into the whole Nets breakup. Um, in in a span of what forty seventy two hours or something, whatever it was, uh, the Nets traded Kyrie Irving, uh, to the Mavericks and uh and Kevin Durant to the Suns. I was shocked when I saw the Durant one. Uh, they just got a bunch of draft unprotected draft picks. Uh, the Yeah, it was for uh, McCall Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, and four unprotected first-round picks. Um, they didn't even get Devin Booker. Uh, the Suns now look like a super team, and all the good players are now going to the West. Um, this is the biggest failure of a super team we've ever seen in sports because and before you compare 
And I know you're going to compare this to when the when the Nets traded away their whole future for Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett. Um, at least then, it didn't take a genius to know that that wasn't going to work because they were old. Well, yes. Uh, but Durant is, you know, he he's starting to show wear and tear. He got hurt last year. He was out for a little bit this year. Um Yes, Durant. They, the reason the Nets didn't get more for Durant is his age and also some of the injuries. They maybe another two years Durant can give you. I don't see Durant giving you. I'm not talking about a top quality player, a top quality performance. I don't see it more than two years at tops. I, I, you know, he's gonna he's gonna start declining. He's gonna be out with injuries, um, and he's not gonna be the player he once was. And that's why the Nets didn't get much more. Look, I thought when the Nets got Durant. A few years ago, I thought he was on the tail end of his career. Now he's really close to the tail end of his career. But so, he's not old. But he's the, the way he's just, you know, Le, LeBron is a different type. LeBron is a, a strong, different type of player. Durant, Durant, I see Durant and I see more of a fragile player. Um, yeah. and like I said, the injuries that are starting, Durant is like an old car. When you have an old car, you drive it around, and all of a sudden the transmission goes. Next thing you know, you know you have you have to make other repairs, and it, once it starts going, you get you have to make repairs every you know. Every, it's like the Rolls Royce of basketball players, right? right. And, and and I think that with Durant, you know, I can see him, you know, every year having some type of injury. He'll be out for various times. It might be some years might not be as much, but others might be a lot. So. Um, that's why the net look, and that's had to trade Durant. Once they traded Kyrie, they you know they're breaking it up. Durant, there wasn't enough. Yeah, you could have made the playoffs, but you weren't going to win the championship with that team. They could have won multiple championships with that team, though. No, Kyrie, no, no. I'm saying with Kyrie and, and Harden, but once they traded Kyrie, oh Harden, right, right, and Durant was by himself, they weren't going to win any championships with that team. Right, no, no, no. I, I totally agree. Like once they traded Kyrie, at that point, they might as well just trade Durant. Right, exactly. So they got as much, start over, get the draft picks, and start over. Look, I don't know how much these things work when you bring in, you know, two or three superstar players all at once and you give up everything and you hope that all the pieces fit together and you can win. I I like the, the approach of where you kind of grow with young players and then as those players grow and they get older and get better – then you bring in another good player, superstar or semi-superstar to, to to fill in some of the gaps that you might be missing with the younger players. Um, it's hard to just bring in three players that didn't play in your team and all of a sudden expect to win a championship. I don't, I don't, you know, see the Suns, I think have done it the right way over the years. They built young players and now they add Durant because he's might be the missing piece to put them over the top. I don't totally agree. Um, I think, I mean, yes, I think that's true, but it also depends on how lucky you get with the draft picks. Uh, I mean, it just depends on the players you draft. Uh, I mean, but I will say um, this in terms of basketball made sense. Like, it's not like they were a bad team when they played together. They were a very good team and they certainly could have won multiple championships. The problem is, I mean, as yes, obviously Kyrie Kamikaze, the Nets this past year with his antics, I think that's true. Um, you have to remember, basically, it's just the personality thing. James Harden is a diva. Even by the standards of a professional athlete, the biggest diva. He is never willing to he, – he doesn't want to deal with any amount of adversity, which is why he wanted out. Kyrie is just crazy. I mean, it, that, that's just beyond – like, he's just kind of nuts. 
Uh, and Durant is also a little bit of a diva too. But um, overall, it was just the personality thing. It's not like they weren't a great team together when they played together. Like, it, it should have worked. It's It was the sideshow that made it not work, which right. is why if you're a Net fan, it sucks so much. And also, here's how you know the this era was such a failure is that if you're a net fan, the most exciting part of this era was the acquisition of these players. And right. it was all downhill from the acquisition. Well, makes them run in the playoffs, but but the, you're you're right. Talent wise, if you look on it, if you're making a fantasy team, yes, they, they should have won championships. But when you have these type of personalities, again, that was the reason they were able to get someone like this, like Kyrie or Harden, because because they had personality issues so you know it's many times coaches say oh don't worry i can solve them i can i can make them work together and things will be right under me but generally if it doesn't work before it's not going to work it's not going to work all of a sudden and um the reason they were able to to put a team like this together was because they weren't the best personalities and the best fit and um of course it showed and when it really came down to it um they couldn't win yeah yeah, no, no, that's that's definitely true. Um, yeah, but my point was was just that if not for the personalities, they would have been oh, a great team yeah. together. If you're playing uh, whatever rotisserie basketball and you're playing on a board game and you're saying I got these three guys, I'm not going to lose. Yes, I agree with you. That would that's the best way. But when you when you put the, that mixture of the personalities and also the money you're spending on the three, and then what do you, how much money do you have to spend on the rest of the team? And then if this player goes is out, you know, Kyrie was out for a lot, you know, now he's scrambling, you know. And so the, the beauty of, of building with younger players, again, you're right, you have to get a little lucky with that. But building younger players, you're not paying them as much money early on. And then you can bring in the superstar later to pay them a lot of money. Yeah. Um, okay. So I, I do want to get into, obviously, the other big trade uh, in the NBA that happened. Uh, the... Uh, hold on a second. The uh, Lakers traded uh, – uh, hold on a second. Let me just bring up all the details here. Okay, so the Lakers traded Westbrook to the, to Utah uh, for D'Angelo Russell from the Timberwolves. It, it basically in a three-team trade where the Lakers got Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, um, and D'Angelo Russell – the Timberwolves got Mike Conley, Nikkel, um, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and a, a bunch of draft picks. Uh, and the Jazz also, uh, the Jazz get West, Utah gets Westbrook, Juan Toscano Anderson, uh, and Damian, Damian Jones, and a 2027 first round pick. I haven't even heard of all of these players. <laughs> um, so a bunch of no name players yep. uh, Mike Conley, Westbrook, uh, and um, D'Angelo Russell. I think this is a win for the Lakers, uh, yep. to be honest, because. Westbrook is like the most overpaid man in America. I'm convinced. Yeah, short term, it's the, the interesting thing about this trade was all in the same conference, so these teams are all going to be playing each other in the playoffs. Um, so it, very interesting to see how the, it all plays out. But look, the Lakers are we're trying to win now before LeBron, you know, retires. It, 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 anything it, LeBron's not playing for the future. He's not playing three, four, five years down the road. He's right. he wants now this year or even next year. So who are the best players that he can play with? Now, I guess, I guess, you know, Westbrook wasn't the best player you can play with. He felt Russell would be a better player to play with. He wants to win now. And uh, cause he wants to win one more championship before he goes. 
and eventually maybe play with his son, you know, one, you know, once, uh, but we'll see. But yeah, the other teams maybe are looking more long-term. So you're right. The Lakers probably got a, got the best of this trade for this season, maybe next, but long-term the other teams maybe made out a little better. Yeah. Yeah. Long-term it makes a lot of sense for uh, obviously uh, I mean, yeah, right. The Lakers are obviously right now playing for the short term uh, and not the long term. Uh, for Utah, it's like, I don't know exactly what, I mean, I guess, I mean, they get Westbrook and a bunch of, I don't know. This seems like a little bit of a loss for Utah. Um, I don't, you know why? Because Westbrook is just sort of a curse. He seems to like, make everybody worse around him yeah well see westbrook is probably a is i guess he's more of a player that he needs to be the top guy and he's good when he's the top guy with lebron he wasn't he was kind of you know there wasn't enough room for both of them on the same court so right so westbrook might feel, fit in very well um with you know, tim Bulls being you know he'll be one of the main guys and so he's going to jet to utah all right utah and but he'd be uh, He'll be more have a lot more elbow room to do what he does, so it might work out for them. I, I think it won't because it never seems to. Uh, I mean, he was great. I, I don't agree that he has to be the top guy necessarily. Um, I don't think that because he wasn't the top guy in Oklahoma City and that worked pretty well. I think it's more simple. I think it's just that he just he's just not that good anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, Utah's yep. going to gain draft picks, and with buying out Westbrook, they will save money toward the yeah. Maybe that's true. Um, I can't imagine like that was probably the strategy. I don't think the strategy was so much. We have to add Westbrook because he's so good. Um, I think that's true, obviously, because if I can see that, Utah can see that. Mm. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah. uh, but o- overall, though, I also think D'Angelo Russell is like right now, I would rather have him than Westbrook anyway. Um, he's probably a, he's a better player probably a better tradition right now, at least a better player. I mean, what Westbrook, even when he was like, I always thought Westbrook was overrated. I think that he was overrated because he was like a stat monster, but didn't really make his teammates much better. <laughs> when it comes down to the Lakers, they, you know, LeBron is basically the GM. He, <laughs> he tells, yeah. you know, he, this is who he wants. He knows who he wants. He knows he's, he doesn't want, he might as well just be the GM of the team <laughs> because yeah. He wants to play with certain. He was he's been like this for years, you know. When he in Cleveland and and he just he wants to play with certain players, and he feel that he, that Russell is a better player for him to play with than Westbrook. So yeah, and and let's be honest, LeBron is a great player, but he's a pretty bad GM. <laughs> well, <laughs> he's not a good GM. The guys that he wants to play with now, it might be right or it might be wrong, but these are the guys that he likes to play with, and when it comes down to it, he has that power where he can do that. Yeah. Um, I think he wins at least one more with uh, the Lakers. I think I, it's gonna... you know what? I, I I'm not sure. It's first of all, it's very hard to win a championship. Number two, the West is getting strong again. Phoenix is strong. Who they could be strong for a while. So you know, it's a harder. If it was in the East, maybe. But the maybe we'll go back to the East. I don't know. Well, he's got to get a team, and that's it wouldn't like... Su- like it wouldn't surprise me if he wins another championship. Well, and the problem is he has to go up against super teams. And so it's going to be very difficult. He has to build a super team himself to have a shot. The clock is running on him too. And if I had to make a bet, I would say he will not win a championship. But if you were to make a bet for who retires first, Durant or LeBron, who would you pick? Wow. That's a tough one because I think 
the it, it, what would prevent Durant from t- retiring. Lo- I mean, would going longer in the league uh, would be the injuries. And I'm just concerned. You know, he he's had injuries, and and like I said, as you get older, they just keep coming up. LeBron seems to be a little more sturdier than Durant. LeBron has better durability. By, by the way, not to bring up Michael Jordan, but he has much better durability, to say the least, than Michael Jordan. Yeah, maybe. Well, he's a big, he, you know, bigger body, much bigger body, much stronger, much yeah. stronger. Or never. Well, it makes it reminds me a little bit of Federer and Nadal. Like Nadal is much young. Nadal is younger than Federer, but Nadal was always injured. Yeah. Federer rarely got injured until he got very old. Yeah. Uh, and it's a similar type of thing with Dur- with Durant and LeBron. If I were to make a guess, I would say Le- LeBron. Uh, I I would probably guess LeBron retires first. That would be my guess. But Durant, but he'll remain good longer. Mm, okay. While Durant will get how, injured more easily. How old is, is LeBron's son? 17, I think. 16 oh, or 17. I could be wrong. Or he's a teenager, I know. I'm not exactly sure. Closer to, you know, college, 18, 19, something like that. Okay. Maybe. He is, hold on. 18. Okay. So he's old enough to play in the NBA, basically. Well, first of all, is he good? I don't know. Is he good enough? I don't know, but he's old enough. If he's good enough, and he's all, if he's if he can go two years and and play two years from now, maybe LeBron will stay stay you know two to three years. You know, yeah, so, he'll, yeah. He'll end I, up playing. There's a good chance he'll end up playing with him. Now, I don't know if Bronny James is any good or not. I have no I, idea. I'm just saying. Compared to other players, who knows? Uh, I don't think he's as tall as his father. Right. I don't think so. Yeah, because um, so. But who knows? Um, but you know, I, I think six two. Six two. No, well, again, he's got to be a good player. If he's not a good player, then it's not even. Uh, I mean, he's a point guard, so he doesn't have to be that tall. Yeah, yeah. But um, but look, I, I still think LeBron will, will play longer and accumulates that. Now he, he's now you know he just passed, he just won uh, he just passed Kareem as the the the, um, the most scorer, the highest scorer in the NBA history. Um, and now he's he's he, he's still a great player, but now he's going to be somewhat of a compiler too, because he'll be playing a lot more than any player has ever played. You know, he started in the league at nineteen, and yeah. and he's going to go to forty at least, right? So yeah. he, he, you know, you, he's going to build up so much more, so many more records, um, and he'll be somewhat of, even though he's very, very good, he'll be a compiler. Um, like a stat, like a yeah. like he'll be getting these stats because he right. played longer. Right, he played longer. Correct. Yeah, I mean that's obviously true. Um, to, although I do think he's a better scorer than he gets credit for. Uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. He, he could put up sixty points a game if he wanted, um, but he doesn't. Yeah, yeah, and and then you know the other side, Jordan, Michael Jordan, he missed a few years um, when he went to go play baseball. And uh, so his stats will never compare to LeBron. From you know. No, no. Um, I mean, a lot of people say Michael Jordan would have won eight straight if he had not played baseball. Um, I believe in this conspiracy theory, by the way, about Michael Jordan. Uh, I, yeah. I'm a, I don't believe every conspiracy theory, but I believe that one. It's, look, it's possible. Uh, but I, I think we would have heard something. Usually things you hear, but uh, it's possible. It's you possible. don't think they could just cover it up? Well, again, um, sometimes things leak and you hear the rumors. I feel like now it would leak, but this was the 90s. But, you know, yeah, I, I agree it's possible, but there's also something to say where he just 
got burnt out of basketball. I yeah. wanted, you know, you, and it you was know. after his father died. He knew and his right. father always wanted him to play baseball. He knew he knew he could always come back. Um, so who knows? You know, and who and you know the way he is, the way he was. He said, "Look, I could maybe I could be a baseball player and play in the major yeah. leagues." He was, you know, close, but you know, didn't quite make it. Yeah, <laughs> but well, um, and the uh, Knicks made a terrible trade. Well, I think this trade was done. Uh, uh, not a ter- I mean, I didn't like it because they gave up a first round pick for, for, and I mean, Cam Reddish, I don't care about, but I mean, Cam Reddish for Josh Hart straight up would be a good trade, but a first round pick for Josh Hart. Well, again, I think, I, I think part of it was keeping Brunson happy. I think they like Brunson a lot. I think Hart and Brunson were teammates. Um, At Villanova. I, right. And I think that they they wanted to kind of put them together and gets gets uh, there was a reason to it and giving up first round pick you know yeah it's a mid first round pick but you know these these first round picks are hit or miss you know this basketball unless yeah. we pick you know in most cases the Knicks pick now will be in the middle of the pack somewhere so you know they felt that this was more important to keep Brunson happy have Hart on by his side. You know, there was definitely that. I think that was part of the reason for it. Um, but, you know, we'll see. I think the Nets won the Kyrie and KD trade. Look at all those picks. Well, we'll see what those picks turn out to be. Yeah. It could end up being like the reverse Billy King trade. Yeah. And also, it also depends how, how, how Durant play, how, how, how hurt Durant is over the years. If he has a, if the Suns win the championship this year, it was great for the Suns because they win the championship. But all of a sudden, Durant, you know, it plays half a season next year because injuries and half a season next year, then it would, would be a good trade for the Nets because Durant wasn't helping him win a championship this year. And, you know, if he's out half the season next year, probably wouldn't help him next year either. So, I mean, like once you trade Kyrie at that point, you then should trade Durant. Oh, of course, of course, of course. And they did the right thing there. So, yeah. Um, all right, so I do want to get into my unnecessary wager, the final unnecessary, the Super Bowl edition of unnecessary wagers. Now, usually it's a parlay, but this is my unnecessary wager this time. All right, here it is. It's very unnecessary, but yet so simple. Here it is. Kenneth Gamewell to win Super Bowl MVP. $10 to win $1,300. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think I talked to you about this before. That's why I did it. You told me about it, and I saw it. I was like, I got to do it because looking at how this game is going to be, it's actually – like, I don't think it's going to happen, obviously, but it's not unfathomable. No, no. First of all, it really depends on how the game goes, and especially if the Eagles get a lead. You know, they run the ball a lot. um, They'll bring Gainwell in, and he's played very well in these playoff games. And you know what? If he's hot and and, and, he breaks a couple of long ones – and at the end, he's got 180 yards rushing. And this happened. This happened. I remember watching, going way back. It was, I forget, but I think it was Super Bowl 17. It was 1987. The Broncos against the Redskins. And there was a running back on the Redskins named Timmy Smith. And look it up. Timmy Smith broke the all-time record for uh, rushing in a Super Bowl. He was like a, a, a third-string guy. Very similar to Gainwell. 
and he just went off on the Broncos. He kept, you know, he again, he I think he had 230 yards rushing. Look it up. It, but and I think he was the MVP and it could happen. It, you know, these things happen. That was Doug Williams. Okay, is there a way to look at the stats on t- on su- that Super Bowl? Um, I probably could. Um, individual stats. Uh, Timmy Smith had two hundred and four yards rushing. Two hundred and four yards rushing. This is a guy that came out of nowhere. He wasn't their running back. He was like a third string guy, and he could have won the MVP at two hundred and four. Doug Williams had a very good game too. Now, if Hertz has a really good game and you know, uh, Gainwell runs for 150 yards. Hertz will still win the MVP, but you never know. You just never know. For ten dollars to win thirteen hundred, it's worth. It. Do a couple of those bets. Yeah. yeah. Um, Super Bowl over under um, under. Yeah, fifty one. We went into it before. Um, I know unders are not fun to bet, but I, I think it's under. Pick. I'd had a pick. I'd have to pick the under also uh, on this game. So I, I like the Eagles and the under. You like the Chiefs and the under. All right, so thanks for tuning in, everybody. Um, I'll be back in a few weeks, in like a month or so. Uh, hey, uh, hiatus. Conference tournament time. Yeah, for college basketball. Uh, you know, February is the second worst time for sports in the year. I think the conference tournaments sometimes are even just more, is as much as exciting as, as, the, uh, uh, as the NCAA tournament. The, I think the, so, too. And, and, but I think the best conference tournaments – are the ones where you're guaranteed the, the the lesser divisions that are guaranteed a spot into the NCAA's, and the loser probably doesn't get us get a, get an invite. You know those smaller conferences. Um, those yeah. are, those are the best tournaments because those are do or die, and and just to get into the tournament is uh, a, a big prize. So um, th- those are those are fun. The the bigger conferences usually the, all those teams are getting in anyway, and it's not just, always. Well, usually, usually, but sometimes they, they they're on the bubble. Yeah, the relative team making it, but the smaller conferences usually you know, one team from that conference goes, and it's the winner of that to- tournament. So that's uh, well, yeah. College basketball is a sport where it's irrelevant the vast majority of the year until the very end, right? Where it's like the biggest story, right? Well, that's what uh, March ends. Yeah, but it's not like football where it's a huge thing all year. Yeah, um, agreed. It's also a good time for gambling. Obviously, uh, college basketball gambling is great. So, okay, okay. Well, thanks for coming on. Um, like I said, I'll be back for March Madness. Uh, thanks for watching and listening, everybody. Okay. <laughs>